Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way. And that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. We have a really special episode for you today. This is our holiday party and write-in, which was live recorded this week. We had book coach Anna Conathan as our special guest, and she is hilarious. If you'd rather watch this as a video version and write along with us and also see the text chat that we're responding to, you can do so at manuscriptacademy.com slash holiday party 2019, all one word. Please note that unlike our other episodes, this one has some swearing and adult language. So please use earbuds if you are listening around kids or in public. This is not appropriate minivan listening unless you'd like to answer some awkward questions. (laughs) We've cut pauses in this version so you can listen along better, but we recommend that you pause and set a timer and do the exercises along with us when we suggest you do so. If you'd like to hear about more events like this one before they happen, because there is something special about being there live, head to manuscriptacademy.com slash subscribe. And if you need a pretty last minute instant download of a gift for the critique partner who has everything or for you, we've got gift certificates for critiques, live query panels, membership, and more at manuscriptacademy.com slash gifts. Thanks so much for joining us. Happy holidays. And here we go. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining in this this beautiful, exciting season. Before we get started and introduce ourselves, for those of you following along at home, usually I have a book background that is not real. Today, it is real. So if it does fall down, please worry. All right. I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. I'm an agent with Context Literary Agency, and I am the co-founder of MSWL, Manuscript Wishlist, and the Manuscript Academy. We exist to bring conference resources and connections to you wherever you may be. Welcome. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And my next, I'm Julie Kingsley. I'm co-founder of the Manuscript Academy and I've been teaching writing in many different capacities forever. Um, (laughs) So glad you guys are here. Yay. So a few tech things before we get started. If you're having any trouble, please rest assured that the replay will work for 100% of you. Really, don't worry, you're not missing out. And we will send the link after this broadcast probably tomorrow morning. It's basically a YouTube video and the sound and picture are always better in the replay. So again, no fear of missing out. It will be there. So you will be able to watch this. We promise don't panic. If you see anyone panic, please, I have a favor. I look kind of like Kermit if I try to type like this. If you see anyone in the text chat panicking, um, please tell them to hit refresh and turn it off and turn it on again, or try the browser Chrome and that will work for 99% of you. The other 1%, you can watch it tomorrow in the replay. Unfortunately, we can't be on both tech help calls and broadcasting at the same time. We multitask pretty well, but not quite that well. So if you're not familiar with us, We do a lot of things at the Manuscript Academy. We're a podcast, an online conference, and a portal for connecting professionals like Anna, (laughs) who can give you feedback in all areas of your writing. Um, So tonight we have a lot of great stuff coming for you. We have 
prizes and oh game my gosh, you're so prizes. You will not believe the stuff Julie showed me earlier that are going to be prizes. Gold star, Lisa, thank you for saying to uh, refresh. And Adrian, yes, we do have a podcast. We'll send you a link to that after. Yes, thanks, you guys. You're being so helpful to each other. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so we're going to pause for prizes and games. So this will be some work, but a lot of play. So let's get started. We'd like to introduce you to Anna Conathan. Anna works with writers looking to move move obstacles, begin exciting new endeavors, or free themselves from tired, tired old stories that keep them small in their writing and their lives. Anna is passionately committed to helping writers find their truest, most authentic voice, to grow and gain confidence in that voice and figure out who they, who they want to reach with their transformed writing. Anna uses powerful motivation, deep empathy, compassionate curiosity, and her innate sense of humor, yes, she is very funny, to help writers get out of their own way and into the groove and flow like they've always wanted to be in. A graduate of Emerson College's School of Performing Arts in Boston, Anna went on to a successful career as an actress, stand-up comic, and screenwriter in Los Angeles and New York, where she learned to appreciate her species' spectacular ability to create, connect, transform, and sling um, earmuffs. Uh, I'll just say BS. Anna has <laughs> pushed gurneys on ER, opened for Paula Poundstone, worked as an in-house writer for Disney Animation, and penned original and adapted screenplays and TV scripts for Disney, Sony, Warner Brothers, and Paramount. Welcome, Anna. Hi. Hi, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously we're here together. <laughs> um, so Anna is not only amazing, but she lives here in Maine with me. We're so lucky to have her. So, and I would say we're sweating in these costumes. They're very hot. They're very hot. Um, but we're, we're, we're so excited that you're here to, you know, celebrate the holidays with us. We hope you have something to drink. I do. I've got a very <laughs> fine glass. And it says Noel, which is good, which is Christmas in French. <laughs> fancy. Cheers, ladies. Very fancy. Cheers, Cheers everyone. everyone. Happy Cheers, holidays. everyone. Joya Noel. <laughs> um, tell us what, what you're drinking in the text chat. I prefer one. I'm curious. <laughs> I've got um, some red wine. It was the one thing that my mom had in the entire house. I found it behind the light bulbs after I climbed up in that cabinet. So make it work. Ooh, hot cocoa with a heavy splash of Rumble mints. What's that? That sounds good. Oh, mints. Oh Cheers. Wow. Everyone is drinking all kinds of good stuff. Language lessons. Wow. You guys. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. Okay. So fun. <laughs> so, okay. So Anna, we just heard your bio. What else would you like us to know about you before we get started? Um, well, um, the last for this past year, starting in February, and I'm going to finish in February, I've been doing a coach training program in New York. And I sort of an, have an interesting background, as you mentioned, as an actress and a stand up and as a writer. Um, but I find that I need all three of those things together to really feel satisfied. Um, I yearn for human contact in a, in a way. And as an actress, for a very long time, I had an acting coach uh, all through um, high school, all through college. I had an acting coach in, in LA. And I got so much support. And when I became a writer, I found that I didn't have that support anymore. It wasn't quite as common um, to work with an like a coach. You know, when I was an actor, I would audition and work on my auditions with my coach. I would work on my voice, my uh, offering as a, you know, as a saleswoman, as an actor, what was I doing? How was I growing my career? And I didn't have that as a writer. What I did have was a lot of people waiting for me to deliver on a deadline. And it made me 
so tense. Um, I had a guild, I had an agent, I had a manager, I had a lawyer, but everyone was waiting for me to deliver. And I didn't have anybody to support me the way I did when I was an actor. So now that I've done my coach training, what I really want to do is hold writers in that special way <laughs> that actors get held all the time. Um, so the emotional support, the creative support, but also the like, why aren't you getting your deadline done? I punch you, I hold you, we laugh. <laughs> um, so small direction, if you guys can lean in a little more so you can see all of your faces. Yay! Okay, thanks. <laughs> So and that's what we do at the Manuscript Academy too, is like we're just trying to create a space where everyone can feel supported and heard and at least get feedback. So yes, let's, we let's have some, some questions. questions. Yeah. Um, okay. And to that end, um, hold somebody, me, Anna. <laughs> what was that? What I missed? Somebody, somebody said, hold me, Anna. Oh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm holding you. Dramatic tune. Oh, Katie. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so we want you to feel supported both on a practical level and on an emotional level. So we are working hard to bring you resources for both of those things. Um, so here are some questions. Here's one. Anna, tell us how to stay centered as writers and creatives during the holiday season. Well, I would say create space for yourself, even if you have to lie to create it. Um, <laughs> I was saying earlier that motherhood and being a writer is very similar because you really have to lay claim to your space and and demand that you get it. it it's very easy to get distra uh, distracted from the task of writing and and the human brain is it, is very fond of shiny things there's so many shiny things at christmas so <laughs> create boundaries for yourself even if you have to make up an affliction or tell people you that you're wrapping a lot of presents privately in your room create that time for yourself um the other thing i would say during the holidays is this is a time where we run into old friends and we run into family members that maybe don't necessarily understand what we're creating or what we're about. So I have a very firm belief that you only share your writing, um, what you're working on, your passion with people who can receive it and hold it and respect it. Um, so just really strong boundaries and also beat the crowds, get up early. It's not my favorite, I am a recovering actor, um, <laughs> but if you get up early, nobody can mess with your writing time. Um, Casey mentioned lying multiple times. If any of you have creative lies, I want to know what they are <laughs> in the text chat. Diarrhea always really works because nobody wants to talk about it. Oh dear. Um, okay. So <laughs> we have a another activity, and yes, this is an audience participation activity. So, and yes, we will pause every so often to give you something very active to do, so don't fall asleep. We are inviting all of you writers out there to pitch your story to Anna. Anna, please pick random pitches in the text and give us some feedback. So that means please type a few lines of your pitches into the text chat if you're willing to do so. I think we have a very friendly group here. Um, put that in there. Anna, you can pick a few of them and give some uh, feedback on the spot to those who pick us up to you. And you guys um, are, we're pretty chill about everything, but like be nice to each other. No, no mean things about anyone's work. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. if any of you so, want to start posting. So and we're going to time this. For, so we have five minutes. We're, so, so we're going to see how many pitches. So we they're going to share and then you and I are going right. to pick. Okay. Uh, one just came in. Here's one. Okay. Oh, I'm setting I'll a dialogue. Good. Goodies meets national treasure. A teen joins forces with a gremlin. Oh no. Oh, it's gone. Oh, oh they're no. coming so fast. Okay. <laughs> a teen um, joins forces with a gremlin and a librarian to solve the mystery of the disappearance of his tribe, finding the ingeniously hidden clues, unraveling the secrets 
becomes a race as the trio re realizes someone is hunting gremlins. I love it. That sounds exciting. You hit me in all the like, uh, you know, emotional, like mid forties soft spots, like gremlins, goonies, um, particularly with the success of Jumanji right now, people are mad for this stuff. I I see a video game, I see a movie, I see a TV show, I see a cartoon. Awesome. Okay, it's good, I'm let's go. For it. Lightning round. Uh, uh, <laughs> when four online friends all plan to attend a music festival, they should be excited for the chance to meet to me in Ireland. real life. Oh, in real. Sorry. Get with it. In real <laughs> life. In Ireland? I was like, in Ireland? In Ireland? <laughs> in in real life. Revealing the people behind the screen names and the reasons they've been hiding. Oh, that's, that's fun. fun. Plus, you get a great soundtrack. <laughs> I like that. Any other thoughts for that one? Um, more mayhem like so so my question is like is it a broad comedy like is it ludicrous is it four weddings and a funerally like um um yeah i'm just i'm really curious about you could go a lot of ways with that but it it sounds potentially hilarious and also deeply heart-wrenching a personal study of the the toils of being your truest self with other people and using right. the power of music to communicate. Okay, okay let's go. Yay. Okay, sorry. Right. We're being right. <laughs> Foodie by day, jewel thief by night. Jade must find the person who murdered her lover. Where is she waiting? Where is she? Uh, scroll up. It's Helen. Uh, police think it was the thieves in the city, but Jade knows that's wrong because she and her soon-to-be ex-husband are the thieves. She knows she didn't kill her lover, but did her notoriously jealous husband. Oh, so she's implicating herself if she tells the truth. This is interesting. It's mysterious. It's exciting. I like it. How does that make you feel? Um, I had an email come in. Oh. I got a little, <laughs> sorry. So, so basically like she has a lover and she's got her ex-husband and she's still in cahoots with her ex-husband, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. I like that. But the lover turns up dead. It sounds like very, um, you can tell I have a film background. I'm like, it's very Alfred Hitchcock. It's very, but it's, you know, also with the girl with the dragon tattoo. I like it. Mm -hmm. Um, here's another one. A 10-year-old tomboy vacationing in the Northwoods is determined to win the annual musky fishing wow, it's moving, uh, tournament, hoping her parents will re reconcile if she does. Um, come back. Ah, you guys. Um, oh, no. We <laughs> lost it. <laughs> okay. Forget it. I'm going to the night. No. Oh, come back. As a girl from the backwoods of New Hampshire who was very keen on catching a pig in a pig scramble, I'm with you. I'm with you, author. <laughs> no, come back. Um, okay, here we go. One of my, one, um, one of my greatest achievements in life her, is okay. the pig. All right. Uh, ho hoping her parents will reconcile if she does, but she and her African-American and Chippewa friends lose the oar to the boat and become stuck on a stump. And if she doesn't return to the contest site by four o'clock, the large muskie she caught will be disqualified. Sorry. Oh, it's a little Hemingway. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I, I like that. It, it, uh, it has... Um, a lot of potential for that sort of um, like sort of stand by me friendship kind of uh, the struggle and and the those pivot points in life where we go from being a kid with incredibly high hopes and aspirations to realizing sort of the practicality and the heartbreak of becoming a teenager becoming a young adult I think it sounds really poignant Okay, the winter solstice. A witch who loves a warlock only able to see each other during the winter solstice while evading her sisters who want to kill him. Ooh. Mm -hmm. All I can think of is movies. I'm like, it's like Ladyhawk. No, <laughs> such a weirdo. Sorry, everybody. I really like that. I like the forbidden love. There's very few things separating young lovers these days. So I love, I love that idea and the seasonalness of it, the darkness of the winter solstice. It's very mystical and kind of sexy and magical. 
Um, okay, my memoir follows me on 22 dates I went on with men I met in the Craigslist personals over two years. After a 20-year marriage ended, I was looking for great sex and real love. Would I find either on Craigslist? Hmm. Well, did you? I hope so. For the love of God, did you? <laughs> yes, I would read that. Yeah, me too. I kind of want a couple more details about who the main character is. Obviously, mm -hmm. you. But like, think of yourself as a character and the pitch as that character too. Bring some more texture, bring some more color. And if, and if you're comfortable telling us how it worked out, like, you know, inquire. Yeah, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah, we have to buy, buy the book. That's good that we want to know though. Yes. Um, okay. Oh, there's the timer. Stop. Yes, I also want to say it's impressive that you're you're being proactive about this time in your life, which could be really scary and, and, and complex. And it's really hard for a lot of women. Like, wait a Way to get in there and take control of your destiny. Yeah. I'd read it. Let me too. <laughs> oh, Julie, do you want to introduce the next game that we have? Sorry. We are going to get to the right end soon. You will, I promise. Um, because I'm mature. Um, no, she's not. <laughs> I found a joke. I, I was like, kind of, a, you know, a joke for me to digest. Oh, they're the hilarious. First, a present? Yes, hold on. So the first person that writes in the answer to my joke gets a present. Doesn't matter which one? No, it doesn't matter which one. Yeah, in the text chat. So we're going to have a, a fair number chat. of things like this where the first person who writes the correct answer. <laughs> Can you so, shake it so we know like what it sounds like? Or is it too breakable? Uh, oh, it's not breakable. <laughs> and, and you guys, everything fits in an envelope. And we promise the bigger prizes will be at the end. Um, so, you know, it's exciting, but maybe not that exciting. Um, the question is, I feel like we need music. What, <laughs> what kind of music do elves like to listen to? And the spelling is everything. What kind of music do elves like to listen to? And from our reaction before, you can tell it's a very silly joke. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> what kind of music do elves like to listen to? It involves a very bad pun. Jingle bells. Can, can Canadians enter? I did ask, can Canadians enter? And I think we decided that yes, Canadians yes, can, yes. Canadians can enter. Well done. It is Stand, in fact rap music. It is rap music. I told you it was very mature. Um, Sarah, <laughs> if you can send us your uh, mailing address. Um, at, Obviously, do not put it in the text chat. Email. Don't put it in the text chat. Right. <laughs> script to, well, we'll, well, you guys know where, where to find us. So we're going to reach in and pull out one of the toys. Oh, it is a a read local. It's what do you call it? A patch. A patch. You can oh, sew it onto your local patch to your backpack. You can see that it's just about anything. Yes, very <laughs> exciting. That's very nice. Congratulations, Sarah. It's, so we're starting with the small prizes. They get bigger and sillier as the night goes on. <laughs> Some of them are more serious. Yes. <laughs> okay. All um, right. <laughs> so awesome. Okay. So you've met Anna. Um, and if you've been to our write-ins before, um, this is what they do and what they're meant to do. So we've been really excited about these um, because 
we're finding that people are coming to us. We're all working together and people are taking your characters from your work in progress and pushing them in new and exciting ways, unlocking, you know, parts of your stories and your character that maybe you didn't even know existed. Um, this can be done with young um, characters up to, you know, whatever genre that you're working on. Um, sometimes even if you have a character that's older, if you write young, that's going to actually create some backstory for you. Um, so Anna wrote this one. Um, we worked on this together. Um, so this is really about jumping into the holidays in a new and exciting way. I have a question on behalf of the people who have questions. Okay. Can we can we do this first? Yes. Okay. All right. Sorry, guys. I just like your questions very much. Um, okay. So we have a bunch of great questions. Um, there are almost 400 of you here tonight, and you guys all submitted really good ones, but we chose a few of our favorites. The first one is, I just finished a manuscript about a month ago, and I'm gearing up to query. I find the process wholly terrifying. How do you battle the valleys of imposter syndrome when confidence flags and you feel like your book isn't good enough? I like to be super prepared, so it feels like I'm already suffering rejection before the fact, and it's actually giving me quite a bit of anxiety. I'm shaking my head as I write this. I would love to know how other writers deal with this mental space. Thank you. Oh, oh, that's intense. But can I just first say congratulations and how proud you should be of yourself and everybody who is listening right now. Let's just like shower this author with love because this is no small thing. And so before you even enter into this like this uh, seemingly dangerous terrain, honor yourself. I hope mm -hmm. you bought yourself a little prezi because that's a big freaking deal. And it's something that most people will never accomplish in their lifetime. So congratulations. And then remember what you're sharing out in the world is a gift. It, and, and, and when the rejection, if the rejections roll in and when the rejections roll in, gifts aren't for everybody. <laughs> you need to find the person that the gift is really for, um, but to not do it. Which pain is, is worse? Having never put yourself out there or or getting out there and taking those risks and taking those leaps and, and finding the possibilities that you know you can create. You're a creator and, and to not share your creation is um, you're robbing people of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm loving all the love that's in the text over here. Yeah, this is a really, really, really common feeling. I think at least two people said that they could have written this themselves. Um, yeah, please don't feel alone. Don't add that pain to it um, as well. You know, and impo impo imposter syndrome, um, it, I think if you have it, uh, you know, I was a working screenwriter for many, many years in L.A. And because I had never gotten a movie made, I, I didn't really feel comfortable telling people what I did for a living mm -hmm. because I felt like I hadn't made a movie. and I didn't have a poster hanging in my office with my name on it. So, I, also, I also think publishing is um, there's something about it that makes a lot of people feel imposter syndrome and then be embarrassed to talk about imposter syndrome. I've been at drinks with people who I had really admired for being so successful and so on top of it and like the popular kids, you know? And then they told me they had imposter syndrome and that was just really shocking and surprising to me. So uh, you're definitely not the only one and you'd be surprised how many people who look very important and polished and together have it as well. Uh, I have it. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> she has it. Uh, raise your hand in the chat if you have it too. Right, everyone has yeah. it. And like, and again, going back to, and I know we talked a little bit about the writing, like, 
like creating ratings and putting them online and not knowing what you guys would think. Like these are the, you, know, it's like you have to have the ultimate trust, right? This is about trust and this is about putting yourself out there. And, and it's right. Like what is the alternative? It's a lot of suffering. Mm -hmm. If you have a specific, um, if it's getting worse this week, some of you mentioned that it was, um, if it has to do with going home for the holidays, we do have a podcast pep talk for you that will be in the goodie bag email that comes after this. One thing I really like to do when having conversations with families and people don't understand what I do, I like to use my improvisational skills and make up ridiculous answers <laughs> to make them feel uncomfortable for having, like, you know, asking me offensive questions. So, Give us an know, example. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. A while back when I was in LA, my my friend, my best friend from growing up was a lawyer and she came out with the partners from her firm and I told one of her partners, because I got to go to free dinner because they were all going to expose her. And he was like, oh, I hear you're an actress and a writer. How do you make a living? And I said, mostly blowjobs. <laughs> Guys, um, if you haven't gotten your earbuds and you're listening in a public space, now would be a great time to get your earbuds. <laughs> we can edit that out of the podcast version. Okay. Really. <laughs> If any of you had children over here that, we apologize. Um, we especially apologize if that leads to an awkward conversation later about what that means. Um, okay, <laughs> next well, question. She is a comedian. Yes, okay, so again, earbuds, good plan. <laughs> Put in your earbuds, kids. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wild one. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm sweating now. Okay. <laughs> Spit take. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> Okay. Okay. I'm going to pivot. Yes, pivot. Okay. So people are wondering about querying in December. Okay. Versus summer. And, you know, is it hopeless? Should you be doing it? Jessica, what do you think? This is you. This is your, your space. Um, okay, so yes, there are typical bad times of year, December, August. However, that also can mean that people have more time to read things. So while traditionally you would not want to send things in August, you'd wait until September. Traditionally, you wouldn't want to send things in December, you wait until January. Um, that means that if you sent in September or January, you're going to be with an average, a group of people who've done more research on average, which gets us more, at least me, into the headspace of what I call agent yes mode. If I say yes to one thing, I'm more likely to say yes to something else. I don't know what it is. It's just kind of like one of them makes it happen. And I'm like, yeah, there's hope in the world, guys. Let's request a ton of stuff. Um, so I do think January and September are especially good. Um, yeah, probably not the best idea to send something on a national holiday. I get stuff 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days a year. Um, so yeah, I guess it's slightly smarter to wait, um, but I don't think that it's an automatic fail. There are very few automatic fails other than being rude, not doing your research. And yeah, I think those are pretty much the main ones. Awesome. And I would say we had so many questions and we're going to try to get to more later. Um, mm -hmm. We want to get to the right end. So if there are some that don't get answered, you still have those answers. You still have the questions. Um, I will happily try to shoot those off. I want to ask Anna this last one, though. Yes. I personally am curious how she'll Are you sure? It. Are you yes. sure you want Yes, to I ask? am. I am. Anna, how can you tell if the stakes are high enough for your main character? <sighs> That's a hard one for me because I think the actor in me loves my characters a little too much. Um, it's uncomfortable for me. Like, for them to really, really suffer. For them to really, um, if it's hard for me to write it. 
I get so uh, emotionally connected to my characters that I don't want things to be hard for them. And the fixer inside of me wants to make a nice smooth path in a nice romantic comedy with a really happy ending. <laughs> so um, how can I, I don't know if anybody ever watches Seinfeld, but there's a, a Seinfeld um, where George Costanza has opposite day and it's like the most successful day of his life. I try to like, my impulse is to take care of my character. And so I try to go against my impulse and mm -hmm. just make it as rocky and craggy and uh, difficult <laughs> as possible. And then try to figure out how to get them out of it. Um, so someone had a suggestion if any of you are having an awkward conversation with your child right now, what she said <laughs> means drying your hair quickly. It's a blowout. Yes. <laughs> I have amazing upper body strength. I do a lot of blowouts. Oh my goodness. Um, okay, so next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, Anna, do you want to take it away? <laughs> yeah, yes. So let me tell, let me finish talking about the right ends though. Okay. okay. So right now you're taking your character to work. We're gonna do work with your characters. So we're gonna actually spend some time doing exactly what um, Jessica's talked about. We're gonna be pushing our characters in different directions. When you're done the exercise, you're welcome to post it into the chat and then we can talk about some of your answers. You can read what everyone else is doing to attack each question. Um, there's no right or wrong. If you're stuck, you can just simply muse, draw, whatever, and read. Um, you can critique people's work along the side. We just ask that this is, you know, as always, a positive space. And um, for you just enjoy it. And you can use the replay. You can come back and actually redo parts of this in a slower manner if that works for you. Um, people, people have asked, you know, can I type? Yes, you can type. You can write. You can do whatever works for you. Once again, there's no right and there's no wrong. So should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. We, okay. we do love seeing what you come up with in the text chat because you're also talking. Yeah, it's so fun. Okay. <laughs> so. <sighs> so the three goes for Christmas. And yeah. The first one. Okay. All, All right. right. That's the title. Oh, so which one? I'm new at this, everybody. This is my first time. So what am I reading? I'll read. I'll <laughs> okay. <start. laughs> so. This is called The Three Ghosts of Christmas. Or the holiday of your choice. Or the holiday of your choice. So the whole idea is, can your character survive, survive the, holidays. the holidays? With your help, hopefully they can. But it's not going to be easy. Okay, I can do this one. Okay. Okay. So take your character and write your character's fantasy holiday. If they could create the holiday of their dreams, what would it be? Imagine the choices, uh, a mystery lover, a tropical location, the dark side of Mars far, far away from their families, um, or something more traditional, a B&B a &B in Vermont, a white Christmas, a Gothic cathedral in Ireland. This will change, obviously, with your character's age. So, so feel free to take your, your character to a much younger age, to an older age, or place them exactly where they exist right now. But it's your fantasy for your character. So you pick. You pick the location, the age, and the whole scene. So dive into that fantasy and take five minutes. Once you've created that fantasy, post it in the chat, please. I enjoy fantasies as well as doing hair. <laughs> Are you going to write? Why they write? Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jess is never going to have me back on again, is she? <laughs> <laughs> 
You guys, I'm seeing some great stuff starting to hit the sidebar. Um, I'm going to jump into the next one because this is what I'm not seeing in some of these. I want you to really slow down. I want you to dive into the senses and add more details to what they see, smell, and feel in this moment. So don't just tell us. Put us totally within the scene. Like, Don Miller, I am dying to know what that library feels like in Wales. Like, you need to put me there. Like, I like give us more. What does it smell like? It's probably a little musty. Mm -hmm. It smells old and historical. Beth, a week in Vermont in a Vermont cabin with the man of my dreams. Give me more, girl. What does he smell like? <laughs> I'm all about fragrance. Can't tell if you guys are hiding or not there. Oh, good. US? Yeah. Okay. Your stand's still on. Good to know. All right. I'm just going to answer some questions in the ask a question section. Oh, we've got 17 seconds left. So remember with these, we're going to start fairly benign and then we're going to start flipping a little bit. Come back. Us? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear you whispering about hitting refresh too. Okay, you're reconnecting. Don't worry, guys. They'll be back soon. Waiting for Julia to reconnect. I told her this might happen, that, you know, I'd be tap dancing for a while. Um, oh, here we are. Okay. I didn't even have to go into answering the 19 questions that are waiting for us. But that's what will happen if they leave again. <laughs> so... It's amazing what you guys just created in seven minutes yeah. and how these are just the kernels of scenes that you could create. And if you say you don't have time to write during the holidays, I would say that in five minutes, all of you created something that was interesting to read. Um, yeah, I'm you loving, just proved that five minutes is enough. That's awesome. Um, if we're going to, do you want to read one aloud so we can hear it? One sure. that really appeals to you. Um, how do we make sure it doesn't roll away? You can just pull Re it. Rena curls up in a soft brown high-backed armchair in front of the fireplace in her living room. She tucks her feet under herself to keep them warm, her knees pressing against her chest with her Sherlock Holmes book propped against her legs. She absently pulls on a strand of hair as she reads. Embers from the low fire in the fireplace pop satisfyingly, and the smell of the burnt wood makes her feel like she's outdoors. Mm. That's a nice transport. Yeah, great sensory detail. Yeah, I love that. All the smells, all the feels. <laughs> I like how it's sort of a, a normal scene, but it feels extraordinary because it's so detailed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last night I dreamt of the Cloud Festival, the Ooh. special day that honors the sky goddess. Even us orphan kids always took part. Fuchsia tree plants were crumbled to powder and blown into the sky in great clouds. Every young avion with new wings swooped through the rose-colored flumes, breathing in the sweet fragrance. Atreus and I baked moon cookies and passed them out in the streets before soaring up above the city and playing chase and catch, giggling and screaming the whole night through. Gosh, that would make a beautiful children's book. So Holy once again, cow. so we've started grounding our That's stories. Beautiful. So it's time for, you know, to push on everyone. So don't, you know, let don't those, stop, keep those juices now. Um, 
so some of you already have already kind of tapped into this, but I want you to move specifically into the holiday meal. If you've had one meal, go have another meal mm-hmm. and put us into them into that meal. Not not in the meal, but you know what I mean. Put the meal within the scene, and and just let it go. And what does the food mean for the mean for the character? Mean for the character's family or whoever they're with? Is it you know? Or maybe they're at a point in their life where they're rejecting the culture that they're from, or maybe it's everything to them. It's their one tie to their truest sense of self. Just really dig into and the behavior of how everybody behaves at a meal. My family was a disaster at so, a meal. So you have three minutes for this. Three minutes. Three minutes. Setting timer. If your meal is going really well, think of that one dish that maybe doesn't go so well. And then what happens if you have time with your three minutes? Or does something physically happen at the table that disrupts the meal? Okay, I'm sorry, I can't resist. I need to start talking about these. I'm obsessed. You guys are good. Obsessed. I'm also really hungry. Um, Um so how you can use food as metaphor and also how you can use food to move into backstory the last time adaya was here the smell of oyster stew turned her stomach she shied away from her dad's traditional christmas eve meal in favor of the pizzas made to appease everyone but dad and his siblings but now after five years by the ocean oyster stew smells like home like mom adaya picked up a porcelain bowl lined with a dancing snowman and held it up out to her dad who smiled uncertain and dipped in the ladle that is beautiful i mean it has a beginning middle and end it has tension we it's stories of relationship and and, love and you don't have to it's not like mom died it's like it's like you you know it's just like it's it's there in the middle of everything just in the way it should be yeah but mom's dead I know, but it's like the perfect She's way to dead. tell is us that, right? that mom's, is mom dead? mom's dead. Rochelle? <laughs> Sorry. But I feel like, yeah. But I mean, so so when you when if you think of every single food scene that you write as, you know, as something that you can use as a tool, that's a fabulous example. Rochelle, that's really beautiful. Let's hit another one. You hit one. When the curtain rose, the children fell silent. They anticipated this performance all year. Who knew what would happen? Was it a comedy, a drama, a to-be-continued? Only time would tell. The first act began. Antipasto, soup, salad. The directors mumbled of how the neighborhood changed and moving to Florida. The wine poured, the wine poured again. The jug of homemade wine rested at the feet of the directors. The actresses were directed to clear the table to prepare for the second act. Really interesting. That's lovely, Kara. I love the casting. I know. I love Florida too. I love how it's like, you know, it's like this old, like almost has like the Italian old school. And then it's like Florida. And, and then, then it's like, and also that you never know what's going to happen to dinner. Like, is it going to be amazing? <laughs> is it going to be silly? Are the adults going to be fun and crazy? Or are they going to be sad? Are they going to be morose and maudlin? Like, that's beautiful. I really love that. And you could extend that metaphor, um, I don't know, maybe in perpetuity, but I love it. It's beautiful. Jessica, choose one that you really liked. Ooh, there are a lot that I really liked. Also, you guys, I'm answering your questions in the comments of the Ask a Question section, which, which is at the bottom. So if you ask a question down there, click on it, and I will try to leave you a comment before that. Mm. Um, there were a lot going by. Ooh, I like this one. 
The pancakes were her mother's specialty on Christmas morning. Fluffy stacks oozing with sticky syrup that melt in your mouth before they even touch your lips. Mira's father tried to recreate them after mama disappeared, but they were burnt. Always burnt. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's okay. Tragically beautiful. It's mm -hmm. amazing. It's amazing. So well done, you guys. Okay, so we're, we're moving to something more active. Oh no, somebody's at the door or coming down the chimney. Now it's just the two of you and they have for you the material your heart has longed for. Who walks in and what are they bringing? Should we say it one more time? Because that's yeah, like, a big one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like launch yourself into a moment of intimacy um, or you're not you, your character. Uh, so your, your character suddenly is taken out of this moment, this beautiful, intimate, you know, edible moment that they're in. And there is someone who has arrived, a character has arrived to change the moment that they're in. And what they have for that character is the thing that they've always wanted, whether it's an object, an experience, a relationship, the heart of someone that they've longed for, that person brings with them their greatest desire. And so what is that? And what does that conversation look like? And how does your character feel inside of that? Um, and for this easy one, you have three minutes. Setting a timer. <laughs> I have that. It feels a little mean. Three minutes. It does feel a little mean. Can they have like 3.30? Yeah, 3.30. 3.30. Okay. You're welcome. Okay, we'll do it again, you guys. If you're writing, just keep writing. Okay, Jasmine, um, Kara, okay. They're leaving the table. Someone's at the door. Someone's at the door. Or they're coming down the chimney. And it's, you don't know who it is. Or you know who it is. Because you're God. Right. And you know everything about your manuscript. And this character has the thing that your character wants more than anything. And is going to give it to them. Joris. Holy moly. Let's read it. The dinner table shook. The dinner, the dinner table shook. Cops barged through the door. A smile curled on her face as they walked straight for her dad. The protests of her mom and the shock on her dad's face were priceless. She leaned back and sipped from her wine. What a perfect holiday. <laughs> that reminds me of Bill Rohrbach's book a little bit, which is, um, oh gosh, what is the title? so amazing but if you look at bill Rohrbach's book there's a story of um a, a a main character whose parents died at their last meal and it's 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 so worth reading you guys i'll, I'll try to remember to post the the title of the entire um book but that was that was great jessica did you really see one you liked here you know, I was actually answering a lot of excellent questions in the questions. We're now up to 21. So you guys, if you ask something, I will leave you a comment. Don't worry about it. That said, you are always so talented. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're all so good. You guys are really talented. Like, okay, I know I say this every time, but if you're here, you are easily in the top 5% of writers who do the research. Try, get the work done to get better just happen to be naturally talented. So please give yourselves a round of applause, a pat on the back yeah. as a kindergarten teacher would say, just for being here. This is fantastic. You're doing great. We're here to support you. Um, well done, everyone. And yeah, I'm sorry. I was focusing on the questions uh, down below. Let's see here. Um, I, I, I like so many of them. Yeah, you guys, this is amazing. I mean, this is my first time here, but everybody, 
you, you guys are killing it. They're amazing. Yeah, come yeah. back to our events if you like to hang out with talented yeah. writers. You'll <laughs> for yeah. sure. So I love this one. Grandma's at the door, but she's been gone for 11 years. How can this be? He touches her face, her hand as, as tears stream down, stream down his face. She passed at his home the day after Thanksgiving, and he's never not been the same or been able to celebrate since. She touches his face with both her hands and smiles, and smiles at him. She tells him, you're okay. I'm okay. I love you. I'm always here for you. Show your children the true meaning of the holidays. With that, she hugged him and kissed him, kissed his forehead and was gone. That's beautiful. Some, something like, of course, that's like in these holidays, they can feel so raw and they can feel, you know, like what you really want is that person. Like for me, that's, that's the truest of, of like what I would want. And, um, and it's so beautiful because it just knowing that that energy that that person is there and, and, and having that moment where they can come and connect with you in that way and remind you of what's important, remind you of that connectivity in the storm and drong of the holiday season. Mm -hmm. That's really beautiful. And there's something so, you know, tactile and loving about having somebody touch your face mm -hmm. and hold your face. And everybody has the gram that they miss. Everybody yeah. has somebody that they wish was at the door. And, and, you know, my, my key things for writing always, whether I'm writing an email or a screenplay or an essay, who are you talking to and how do you want them to feel <laughs> and what do and what do you need them to know? Mm -hmm. And I think we all, we all want to feel connected and writing is, writing's the biggest connector. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Great. Okay. Well, we're, we're just going to push right along because, you know, we've got plenty to get through. Mm -hmm. Now something catches fire. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> yes. okay. okay. So your character excuses themselves from this scene. And now your character is going to call the person. No, call the person. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. Let me try again. And now your character is going to call the person who has kept them from that thing, that experience, that feeling, that relationship, that person who has kept them from the thing that they want. And they're going to tell that person that now they have it. So feel free to gloat. You are called <laughs> that your character is connecting and reaching out to the person who has kept them from what they want. And they just want them to know I have it. Yeah, so put yourself in that scenario or, or your character, rather. Just think about it. Think about it for a second. I'm going to read it one more time because, you guys, we're, we're pushing you to... You feel like I didn't read it passionately? No, enough? I think you read it great. <laughs> but some people are so confused. So, okay. Uh, okay. So, once again, the person that came to the door is gone. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> we're, we've moved that scene right along. It's all set in your book. That chapter's closed out, and now things have gone south. Yeah. Or have they gone north? It depends on your character. Right. Okay. So, and that person calls you. The person that's kept you from what you wanted, and now you have it. Feel free to gloat about having it. Yeah. So, like, if, if Julie is the one who has kept me from my true love, and I now have my true love, I'm going to call Julie and be like, hey, what are you doing today? Oh, me? You know, I'm just with my true love. And then the, the, the second part is... Um, oh, we'll just tell them. We'll tell them. Let's just this. tell them because okay. they, they've now had a chance to... Think to, about to, it. Yeah. To, yeah, to percolate. So now, instead of getting caught up in, in, in again, the, the sensory stuff that we were going for before, 
see if you could approach this from a pure dialogue place, like free yourself from the trappings and trimmings of setting the scene and just have a pure dialogue conversation and see in that in that relationship, if you can establish the relationship, are Julie and I rivals? Are we sisters? Uh, do we have a past relationship? Like what's our relationship to my beloved? Um, so try to just use dialogue exclusively and really play with those words, play with the conversation, play with the human ability to communicate or to not communicate and hide things underneath the words. Um, almost like you're exclusively just writing dialogue for screen or dialogue for stage. Rochelle Mystic, she was saying goodnight to her children. Mm -hmm. Rochelle, Rochelle. So your character has the thing that they want and now they're gonna call the person who kept it from them and they're gonna gloat unabashedly and unashamedly and um, just focus on the dialogue. <laughs> Text me back. Text me back if you're confused. Is this texting? Um, Message me. After this, should we do an intermission with some prizes? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All it's right. So nice, it's so nice that Jessica's here to keep us on the rails. All right. So five minutes and then prizes. Yes. Okay. Prizes for everyone in five, four, three. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to be answering your questions in the bottom. So look there. I'll be right back. Sierra, I love hair drying gate <laughs> so much. It's going to go on my resume. Oh my God, Thalia. <laughs> Compliments will get you everywhere. Oh, Jennifer, migraines are the worst. You can do these later. Okay, we're going to start reading these because they're just so good. You start. You want to start that one? I like this one too. Okay. I find the folded piece of paper that has been softening at the edges and dial the number. John? Yeah. It's me, Roxanne. Roxanne? Yeah. Remember you wasted my college funds taking advantage of me? traveling across Europe and grifting me until I was gone and you dumped me? <sighs> Telling me I'd be nothing? Well, you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am someone, and I finally realize it. I hang up before he can answer. You want to do that one? I, I love them all. I can't. They're so good. It, it's so interesting to me just how much tension are, are just like wrapped in these tiny little passages. I'm so impressed that you guys are able to access this stuff so quickly and be so connected emotionally um, mm -hmm. and, and so specific in those connections. It's really beautiful. I mean, I'm, I'm reading all of them as they come in. Let and me read this one. I can't you stand go. it. You go. Hello. I'd like to leave a message for Dr. Wharton. Yes, I'm a patient. I fire off my birthday, last name, last four digits of my social. No, I don't want an appointment. That's why I'm calling. That referral he denied me for the MR MRV said I was just a fat. I was just got fat, need to lose weight to cure my condition. Well, I got the referral someone else got the referral from someone else. It turns out I have venous sinus stenunitis. Need a stent. My weight has absolutely nothing to do with it. Please let him know he's fat shaming and gaslighting his female patients. And also, I'll be reporting him to the board for denying me medication and almost making me lose my eyesight and my voice. Thank you. Have a nice day. 
Yeah. Wow. Sorry, guys. I totally lost my voice reading that, but that's super powerful. I was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like, I wanted to like Lizzo that. I want yeah. to Lizzo it. Yeah. yeah. And it's so cool because like we're all so used to being like, hi, my name, my insurance, my social. Like, oh, and by the way, tell your doctor, like, this is really empowering and really strong. And, and in the medical field, especially, I'm, I, I have a lot of familiarity with this. There's something so empowering of that moment where you realize what is really going on with you, what is really your health problem, and and the power that comes with being able to name it, and everyone who doubted you or judged you. And this is so like, what is this? Like three inches, three inches of dialogue, and there's a world inside of that. So much pain, so much vindication. It's beautiful. Nice job, Sabina. Yeah, I want to cheer, but I'm also concerned about the medical issues. So I love that contrast there. <laughs> So yeah, being like, yay, and also yikes at the same time is, is hard to pull off. All right, let's do some prizes. Yeah, Jilly? Yes? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. okay, so I know I said it on many times on Twitter. I did not ask about your snacks just for fun. I promise I asked you about your snacks for a reason. So we, oh, yes, we like those too. So we are going to... If you live in the continental United States, and we can priority mail them, we are going to send you your favorite snack. If you live close enough that we can send you priority mail, and that it's something we can mail. So uh, yes to jelly donuts, no to eggnog. <laughs> all right, I've loaded all of you into the randomizer. I'm going to pull the first name. She's gonna um, randomize your snacks. I'm gonna randomize it because I didn't want to kill all the trees that would be from like printing out almost 400 of your names and, and snacks. Um, so if you live somewhere that we we can't easily send you something perishable or if your snack is uh, liquid, then we will give you a will call ticket for uh, the event of your choice from next season. Um, and we'll tell you more about that, but it's just gonna be held at will call. You can choose the event you like. We have career panels, we have live classes, we have all kinds of stuff. So, all right, first one, I'm hitting randomize now. Um, again, it says, okay, yes, again. All right, the winner is Brandy. Her, I assume her, his or her preferred snack is peppermint almonds. So yes, we can send peppermint almonds if we can find Congratulations. them. Congratulations. Hey, peppermint Brandy. <laughs> All right, um, next one. Um, okay, we have Rebecca, chocolate-covered pretzels. Yes, we can send chocolate-covered pretzels. So, Rebecca, if you are in, you know, mailing distance, we will send you chocolate-covered pretzels. And last one, let's see. We have Jen, minty hot cocoa. Okay, if Woo! we can, if we can we find it in packet form. We could do a Starbucks gift card. We could do that too. That's true. They, they do have lots of uh, lovely things. So yes, congratulations winners. We have many prizes coming up. Yay! So, yeah, again, oh, we have a lot. We have prizes on the table. We have prizes for all kinds of big stuff, you know, critiques, meetings, memberships, big stuff. Okay. Um, all right. Pardon the interruption. I just wanted to get to the snacks. All right. Snacks are the party. There's There've got to be snacks to the party. All right. Continue. Okay. All right. So we're back. In our scenes. All right. Now you hang up the phone. That conversation is done. And your character now finds himself alone. So new scene, new scenario. We're jumping around. Imagine we're doing jump cuts. From outside the window, somebody 
is peeping in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, this is the very person that is going to crash this special day to the ground. The perfection of this moment, the discovery of the character's strength and vindication is going to be imploded by this person who was outside peeping in the window. This person destroyed another holiday. I mean, this person maybe has a, a reputation for destroying holidays. This is the person who said the thing that your character is still carrying around like a bag of rocks. You know the person, the person who said the thing that's still on a loop in the back of your brain, stored permanently in your hippocampus. That thing. That thing, that yeah. person outside that character's window. Dive in. Oh no, that's right, Casey. Oh no. Right. Outside the window. <laughs> we just went from snacks yum to like, oh no. Now you can oh, stress no. there. <laughs> okay, how long? How long? Um, that's five minutes. Five minutes. Get right. in there. That's some solid time. Um, are we writing about the perspective from the character outside the window or the character who sees the person outside the window? The character who sees the person. Yeah. You're riding the same ride, different experience. And anyway, we have some people coming in and out. So once again, right now, if you're writing, um, you have your character alone in a room and they are looking out the window and they see someone standing there that someone has ruined Christmas for them in the past. And they're the person that said that thing to them that has been on autopilot in their head since. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Anna, we both Anna Burr. I'm feeling yeah. you, girl. <laughs> we both we both made that noise together. I'm sorry for all the folks with sick kids. You guys, that blows mm. like a hair dryer. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I'm so weird. Um. <laughs> And when our next prize, a hair dryer. <laughs> a hair dryer. I will come to your house and dry your hair. <laughs> oh my God, hair dryer game. Oh. It's so good. <laughs> um, why don't I run through a quick list of answers to some of the questions in here while we're waiting? Is that all right? Or is that too distracting? Yeah. Okay. So um, one of the biggest upvoted questions was how important a writer's social media presence or Twitter base is. Um, I think that really depends on the genre and age group you're writing. And if it's nonfiction, it's quite important because um, platform is everything for nonfiction. Uh, if you're writing picture books, it's not really as important for fiction in general. It's not generally as important. So I think it's generally a good thing unless you go around trolling people. Um, but assuming that you have a responsible feed that you update every so often, um, I don't think it's going to be an issue. I think it's just that, again, for nonfiction, quite important to have a platform and numbers you can give people. Um, less important for narrative nonfiction than for practical nonfiction, just because if it's like a medical book, um, they want to make sure that you're giving advice that isn't going to hurt anybody. 
Um, which is better in a query letter, comps that don't quite fit or no comps at all? I would say it's better to have no comps than bad comps. The whole point is to give us a vision of what your book looks like. And if your comps don't do that, there's not really any point. It's just kind of confusing. Um, generally, the ideal comp is within three years and it's a book that's successful, but not too successful. So you don't want a um, Harry Potter. You want a Where'd You Go, Bernadette, if that makes sense. You want something we're familiar with, but not something that every single person almost is familiar with. Um, that's just a way to make it so that we can see that you're well read in your genre and it gives us a vision. Um, I think it's completely fine to use um, things that are movies and TV and older as well if it's one of your comps, just because, again, the point is to give us an idea. Um, let's see here. Um, and one more. Um, when do agents usually pick back up after the holidays? I'd say mid-January. That's when I start sending things to editors again. Um, they're probably still there. They're probably just pretending to not be on email. A lot of people pretend to be uh, in the Hamptons in August when actually very few people are actually in the Hamptons. Um, it just means that people usually will read things, schedule emails for later. I love to schedule emails for the morning to make people think I'm a morning person. Um, I think a lot of agents have figured out that trick. Um, one time I actually sent something with Julie CC for seven in the morning and then I scheduled another email for 701 saying, yeah, I'm not actually up right now. I just scheduled this. It so. was very clever. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, what is she doing up? I know. I knew you'd be confused. So I clarified. <laughs> so awesome questions. And these, once again, we have some awesome work here. Uh, just fabulous. What, what do you love it, Anna? Um, a squeaky sound drew my attention to the window and then a banging. What the? Oh my God, it's your sister. I thought she wasn't coming. James shook his head, peeked. True enough, a rather blotchy looking Janet had her nose to the pane and was looking in. I didn't invite her, but here she is. I guess I better open the door before she freezes to death. With a heavy heart, I opened the door, the jingle bells hanging on the knob now sounding a little flat. The scent of stale whiskey hit me before she crossed the threshold. Merry Christmas, bitch. I groaned. This could only end badly. And I didn't even pick that one on purpose, Jessica. That swear happened. That swear happened to me. That's that's Adrian Blake's fault. That is squarely on Adrian. But so this is this is what I love about this, Adrian. I mean that you like you actually the tension felt so deliberate. You know, where, where sometimes I feel like people rush tension, like you were just like, nope, I'm just going to let us sit with it. I like, and, and kind of like, ugh, it, it, like the beats just totally work for me. And I love the description, like, you know, true enough, there she is, my <laughs> sister pressed against the glass. Like, you know, she's <laughs> drunk before you even let her in. You're like, yeah, no, I did not actually invite her, but there she is. I will let her in now. Like, I feel that. I feel that deeply. And I think that it's it's really funny. I like the a rather blotchy looking Janet. <laughs> no, it's Janet. Hi, Janet. <laughs> we, we only have a couple more, you guys. So it's not going to, we're not, we're not going to do this all. We're night. almost there. We're and almost there. there. Presents, so. Presents. Um, <laughs> you I love this one. Go away, Rena hissed out the window. I need your help, Luke shouted. Shh, I don't want to have to explain you to anyone. 
sorry, he whispered loudly. I need your help. And why would I help you after you told me I was being blinded by my own ego when I actually I was right about you and the white knights all along? I like it. Who are the white knights? I want to know. Oh, oh, the one of the two. Oh, you didn't oh. read thing one. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, everybody. I actually like the second half. So. I like the second. There was a strange clapping outside Rena's window, like a horse sauntering down the street. See, that sets the tone yeah. and, and the setting and all that. Rena raised her window shade and squinted through the darkness. It was a horse. And an all too familiar figure sat atop. Heading toward her window, Rena groaned, not Luke. She shuddered with disgust, just thinking about him. Now, that's not a good sign for Luke. I like where you're going, Shira. I do too. And I, I actually, I really like, they, they actually both stand on their own. I mean, like they both like, in this exercise, you're, you're really, really looking for things that like, like we're immediately just kind of grounded and seen. Yeah. And go away is a very, what is, what's the expression from the, my theater background is in medial race, which means entering in the middle of the action, which is always a way to go when you're like, I don't know where to start. Be like, look, I don't think I set your house on fire, but I was definitely in it when it started. <laughs> like if you, if you pick a place to start in a story that's provocative and exciting, like go away, hissing out a window is really interesting. The clapping sound is good, but go away is it just puts you right into the action. Great. All good. All good, you guys. Okay, so we've been talking about these characters that have come in and disrupted the scene. And we know these characters because we have a past with them and they have disrupted things for our main characters. So why don't we take your character and the Peeping Tom character back to the scene of the crime? What was that first moment, that holiday memory that that character brought into your life that keeps your character wanting to be away from them. Did that make sense? So. Post in the comments if you don't understand. I feel like you guys are very vocal. When <laughs> so you, like, you why are they mad in other words? Right. Yeah, like what's the story? What's the history? What did Luke do? Right. Why is Luke trouble? So we're going into backstory, um, kind of a dreaded space, but we want to go there and we want to, I want it to be done effectively. So bring us right back to that spot. Yeah. We're almost there, you guys. You're working very hard. We appreciate you. You're so talented. Go team. Woo. Jessica, this is the fun part. Digging <laughs> in, rolling up the sleeves. I don't know. It sounds like the uncomfortable part. You're not like, tell us something good that happened. It's like it's like growing vegetables versus like, we you know, bringing the, the carrots to the table. We're at the fantasy. I kill plants. <laughs> Okay, so maybe that is not the best analogy for you specifically. <laughs> you, but you grow writers. Ah, uh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I would. I would like for them to grow. There's no such thing as miracle grow for writers. Okay. They know us. Okay, I'm true. repeating again. Okay. So, um, we have just a scene where someone showed up at Christmas, and they were peeping into the window, and then they told you something you didn't want to hear, or they're the person that told you the thing that kind of hurts you so badly. So we want you to move back to, into backstory, into the history, scene where that unwrapped for the first time. The pain point. Yeah. What's the pain point? Where did that person ding you, injure you, steal from you, break you, uh, reject you, whatever the pain point was that, that has your brain saying like, yep, I no longer talk to Bob. <laughs> oh, Bob. Oh, 
Bob. Set the house on fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> With a blow dryer. All right. <laughs> or a curling iron. Either way. <laughs> that probably work, yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to jump in. Yeah, I can't take it. I mean, where are we for time? Are you timing this? Yeah, we're we're, we're nearing the end of time. So I know we have a lot of freebies to give away too. <laughs> yeah, um, so many things to give away in three minutes, technically. Technically. <laughs> um, oh, these are all great, you guys. So good. I can't take it. Read that one. Sprawl in the dirt. Hot tears rolling down my face. The slap on my face burning, spreading down my neck. I look to the crowd hoping for one sympathetic eye, but there was no one. Only a boy with a dirty smirk, his arms crossed, grinning at me. His mouth opened and words fell out. That's what should have happened to all of you blue wings, crushed into the mud like your ancestors. That's what my dad says, and he's right about that. You guys. And like I'm reading them over and over and and I, what I hope that you're seeing right now is that with intentional with intentional swings you can just come up with such interesting scene. Is there another one that you really love? I loved Renita's. Was that the first part of Renita's or the second part? Here we go. That's enough, I tell her, my back against the chair, fingers gripping the sides his spilled wine dripping from my face and onto my green Dior. No one said a word. No one dared make it worse. And no one was strong enough to help make it better. Sandy, come on, show us that trick you did to me with your mouth. My father's eyes were closed as he stood across from us. It's time to go, he said. I didn't even hear the gun go off. <laughs> Renita. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I, do we have time for this? Can, can we have one more? Can what we do one more? Are we doing Prezi's first? Why don't I do the haiku and then Prezi? Okay. okay. Yeah, I feel like yes. that one's tricky. Okay. But I'm going to tell you guys. Take this one home with you. This is a, this is a take home. It's a homework. <laughs> so, and it's good because it pivots. It right. gives you a different perspective on, okay. on feeling. And But I think it would make your brain hurt because I know you're tired. So... Our final one was to tell the whole story from the peeper's point of view. Hmm. Yeah. And this is, this is interesting because as someone with an acting background, you know, as a writer, you really get to get in bed with your characters and be affiliated with them and feel for them in this really deep way. But the beautiful thing about acting and in, as writers, you are actors because you're kind of playing all the roles as you write. When you play a villain, as an actor, you need to play that villain as if they are a perfect, wonderful, amazing human being and they're fully justified in everything they're doing. And Anna was Batgirl's body double. Which is in no way related <laughs> to what I'm saying right now, but also true. Uh, so this is a fun way of, of pivoting that story and, and sort of checking the truth on your on your character's version of the story. So, so we know how we feel with the character and we're totally in the groove with them. But if you took that other person's perspective, do they feel they're right? Do they feel they're vindicated? Do they feel they're justified and that your character is the villain? It's a fun side ride to go on. But as an actor, like, you know, Jeremy Irons, when he's playing Scar, Scar has to feel like he deserves the kingdom. 
And that's how he's playing it. And that's why he's so good because he believes it's his and he believes his character is worthy and lovable and amazing. And otherwise we wouldn't really care about Scar. So see if you can take your peepers point of view. Yeah, for homework. For homework. To do holiday things. Um, holiday things. Yes, we got that whole table of awesome stuff. So good. We got a lot of stuff. So amazing. Like I'm, I'm blown away. I'm always blown away, Jessica. I know they're so talented. We're so lucky to have really amazing, lovely people join us. Ooh, Deborah's daughter is an actor, and she plays a zombie, and she needs to find the nice. heart of that zombie. Am I wrong, Deborah? <laughs> All right, so, presents. 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 So are we going to do the, um, the haiku? I think we ran out of time for the haiku. Oh, no haiku. Okay. Are we going to do the haiku? Eh, we can give it to them a summer. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's do prezzies and then send them off with the haiku. Okay. Okay. So, Jessica. All right. Let's see here. Um, do you want to... Let's do, do the, the games and then we will talk about some of the things that we are sending out later. Okay. Um, so Julie found a bunch of book quotes that have to do with the holidays in the text chat. Name the book and author. First person to type it into the text chat wins. Ready? Can we get it? Okay. Again, the first person who types the name of, let's see, the Name the book and the author. First person to type it into the text chat wins. And if, if you already won one, it'll go to the next person. We're not going to give all of these to the same person. Okay. So, ready? <laughs> okay. The first one is, quote, Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. So, we're looking for the title and the author. Don't all type it once, guys. <laughs> They're tired. It's 10 p.m. on the East Coast. So so let's get some West Coasters answering this. Then. Oh, Come yeah, on, yeah. West Coasters. Okay, so we have the first complete answer is from Mimi. What does Mimi win? Oh, pull it out. Oh, oh let's see. What is it? It is. Oh. oh. Are these? Oh, there are 240 adhesive page flags of Jane, <laughs> Jane Eyre characters. Ooh, oh. they're really moving I'm back and forth so we can see how adorable they are. What am I doing? Moving back and forth so the camera focuses on them. Ooh. So Ooh. they are page holders. They're page holders. Aww. They're, they're also finger puppets, I would suggest. <laughs> I mean, you could do your own production of Jane Eyre. With your fingers. So maybe <laughs> send us your address on the Manuscript Academy contact. Not the text chat. <laughs> on the contact. Email us, yes. Okay, okay, let's do another one. You two okay. can be playing with Jane, Edward, Bertha, and St. John. Ooh. Um, okay, next quote. And this one, this one is harder. This is, you know. Okay. To me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle. Every cubic inch of space is a miracle. That's beautiful. Ooh, that's a hard one. I'll read it again. It's a hard one. <laughs> to me, every hour of the light and dark is a miracle. Every cubic inch of space is a miracle. Yeah, we read this in high school, but I don't remember that quote. <laughs> Mr. Darcy goes on the middle finger. Agree. Oh, great work, Christy. Oh! 
Chrissy. Hey, Chrissy. Nice <laughs> okay, so we need to wrap uh, <laughs> the bag. Okay, okay, but there are things in these other things. Okay, uh, but but the drama. Just another bag. The drama. Okay. The drama. Bag. Hold on. <laughs> Helen, uh, um, Anna works in Charlotte. Sometimes <laughs> I do. Yes, Helen's from Charlotte. Oh, Helen, I go to Charlotte. My 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 bestie, my bestie besides Julie lives in Charlotte. All right, so am I reaching in? Do you want to reach in? Get in there. Oh, 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 oh. not too many things. Books. <laughs> Helping introverts avoid conversation since 1454. <laughs> I love the ostrich. So that is for Christy, right? Yay, Christy. Okay, send us your mailing address. Christy. She said Charleston, not Charlotte, but close. Oh, that's Charleston. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I hear they have good food there. Um, okay, next one. This is a memoirist, and we will take just the author. Okay. Okay, quote, it makes one's mouth hurt to speak with such forced merriment, end quote. So again, it makes one's mouth hurt to speak with such forced merriment. A little cynical. It is a little cynical. Mm. Mm, that's a tough one. I can think of some hints, though. If you think of, like, cynical, memorist, the holidays. Mm, if you think about... Yes. Lori. Wow, Lori you guys are so smart. Hey, Lori. <laughs> Lori, send us go, in. Okay. I love it. What's going to happen? <gasps> it's very exciting. It's like, oh, it is vinyl stickers, both waterproof, fadeproof, and scratch resistant of loving books. I love uh -huh. books. <laughs> I love books. Awesome. Oh, that's very nice. That's a good one. Okay. Okay, here's the next one. There are two ways of spreading light, to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. Once again, there are two ways of spreading light, to be the candle or the mirror that reflects it. Ooh. That's beautiful. Why not both? Fantastic. Yay, Maria got it. Good job, Maria. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Well done. Well, well done, done, Maria. Okay. Woo. Okay, so with your prize. What's next? The prize. The prize. <laughs> Get it. Oh, it's so sparkly. What is it? Is it? What is it? They're no, I'm not going to make you have that. Oh, yes, these are amazing. No, Wait, this is packaging. No, it's pom-poms. It? It's pom-poms. When it's going to come with, I like big books and I cannot lie. I like big <laughs> books and I, I cannot lie. You <laughs> other brothers can't deny. When a novel comes in. Okay, it, all right. I wasn't all really right. dirty. Next one. Do Serve I have it? it? Oh, it's Anna's turn. Oh, is it? Oh, go yes. ahead, Anna. Okay. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Yeah. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on earth. Pay your rent. So this is not fiction. This is, I think we need some hints here. 
I don't know. Floats, floats like a butterfly. Christy, we're going to push this Sarah. to Sarah. So close on top, but Sarah. Christy. Christy. Christy, Christy, are you okay? Are you kids Googling Christy it? Christy won another one, right? <laughs> Did Christy win the other one? Um, we will check the record. If Christy already won one, it is Sarah's. So luckily we have a video record and a text record. Okay. Are we ready? Okay. This is a good one. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. This is one I like. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. I pull it up. <laughs> Oh, he oh, socks. Oh, it's very cute socks with lights oh, on them. Oh, cute. Ooh, congratulations. Adorable. Once again, the last ones are the bigger ones, so stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And this is funny because uh -huh. the next one is, one can never have enough socks. Another <laughs> Christmas has come and gone, and I didn't get a single pair. People insist on giving me books. One <laughs> could ever have enough socks. Another Christmas has come and gone, and I don't get a single pair. People insist insist on giving me socks and books. Crap. <laughs> Dumbledore, but who? But what? Who, well, oh, get specific, ladies. Specific. Oh, title. Title. Who wrote this Dumbledore character? <laughs> Which Harry Potter? Get specific. Oh Oh no! Oh no! Wait, how strict oh, are we no. going about the rules? <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't. Have we seen it yet? I don't think we've seen the Sorcerer's Stone, Rochelle. See it? They're right there. Oh, but you have to put it all in one. Katie, is it Katie? What are the rules? Katie. Hmm. We're gonna give give us two. So, okay. I would say it's Katie, and I would say it's Rochelle. Katie, and Rochelle. You guys Pardon. email, yes, email us your address and we will send you something fun. Okay. Oh my. Oh my. What else? And then have? there's one more with extra credit, right? Yes. Okay. These are all the things. Okay, I might have to go buy more things. There's this, Ooh. but I realized it's kind of get gift. So you could have this, or you could have a coupon for our. We could get your dog has arrived. We right. could get your dog the as a present. No, so, no, don't not mail Lulu. So we could have actually. Why don't we for this one do to um, choose your own adventure live events? Uh, okay. Give a free thing. Are oh, you gonna give a free thing? I okay. Give a free thing. Who wants an hour of coaching? Oh. 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 Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. Why not? Oh, okay. So, okay. So, do we have we have one more quote, right? Yeah. Okay. So that goes with that. Okay, you guys. So this one's huge, and I would say. Oh, and for this about, one, you just need the author's name, right? Right. Okay. Yes. And it's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be easy. And I would say I'm just gonna like let me just talk about Anna as a story coach. Um, I'm gonna get emotional. Oh God. No, not. So she is so amazing at actually figuring out the core of your story and the best way to ramp up those first couple of chapters. I mean, I might, I think you might be a genius. I think she might be a genius. She's That's my exciting. absolute go-to, like help me fix stuff I have going on for my own writing. And you know what? And like, the, actually, the pivot in my own writing, since knowing you, has been pretty marked. 
So I would say this is amazing. So you got that to look forward to. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh and my also, gosh. Blow drying. <laughs> I'm stressed for all of you. Okay. Jessica, do you want to read it? Okay. All right. I will enunciate carefully because that is a very big prize. All right. Quote. And once again, you just need the name of the author here. Okay. Quote. I heard the bells on Christmas day, their old familiar carols play and wide and sweet. The words repeat of peace and earth, goodwill to men. Once again, I heard the bells on Christmas day, their old familiar carols play and wide and sweet. The words repeat of peace and earth, goodwill to men. The suspense is everyone's Googling. I know. Oh. Yeah, they probably are. Oh, 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 we got it. Aaron. Whoa! Aaron! Aaron! <laughs> nice work, Aaron. Woo! Um, good job, Aaron. <laughs> most excellent. So, Aaron. I'm going to be blow drying your hair. Oh, God. No, I'm not. <laughs> Jessica's going to have a heart attack. No, I'm going to be working with you as a very professional writer. Look at Jessica's face. Like, congratulations, Karen. Yes. Okay. So we also have some critiques. Yes. And okay, let's go. Okay, what do you want to do? Three, three of the meetings? Oh, right, no, we got we said, okay, so we're giving out one 10-minute meeting with the expert of your choice. So we'll give you a coupon that's good either now or for next year. Doesn't expire. Um, plus a full gold membership, which comes with access to all of our classes. That's about 30 hours of recorded edited classes with professionals who um, we edited it. So you won't hear as much swearing, but it'll be really fun and educational. But I and did edit out plenty. There was a lot hard. of swearing. Actually, it's pretty amazing how much they swear when they're like, ah, bleep, I did it wrong. Um, yes. So and a gold membership for that. And how about one 10 page critique as well? Yes. Okay. Prize number one, we have the submit one page and also um, get 10 minutes to speak about it with the expert of your choice. And the winner of that is um, Pat Esden, who likes party mix. I like party mix too. So yay, Pat, you get to have a meeting with the expert of your choice. Congratulations. Um, again, we are randomizing and we're loading. This is for the gold membership, which comes with a meeting and a month of access to all of our classes. That is James Kelly, who likes pumpkin spice cake. Ooh, that sounds delicious. And one more, and this is for the 10 page critique. You send it in, you get notes back, it's fantastic. Um, this is for Cindy, who likes chestnuts. Hooray. All right, so we will be emailing all of you with all of those. Wow, you guys, this is a lot of pretty amazing stuff. Julie, thank you for going to the post office. I'm getting all those beautiful presents. Um, so again, thank you guys so much for joining us. I know this is a really, really busy time of year. Thank you for spending it with us. Um, I hope you have a great holiday season. I hope your families are nice to you and don't have awkward questions. Oh, yes. I like that nose. Um, we're going to send you a couple things, including a holiday pep talk from writers about how to deal with all of the stress of dealing with your families. Also some coupons for meetings um, and just a little bit about us as well. But 
seriously, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, and the 2020 season, at least the first few months of it, is live now. So you can check out what's coming up. You can add it to your calendar with just a click. Um, we hope to see you at lots of events soon. You're really talented. You're really great. You make me feel great about writers in the world. So thank you. I know. And you guys, we're going to have Anna um, do some writing coaching for us coming mm -hmm. up. So that should be exciting if you're interested in that. Um, but once again, like just going back to like the whole, like how you started, you know, like imposter syndrome, you know, rejection, like your best defense. If I can give you any gift, your best defense is all of these people that were here today, find each other online, you know, like the, this is your tribe, like finding these people that are on the same path as you and, and diving into that and, and supporting each other. Right. Like, we're so happy you're here and spending your time with us in this, this busy holiday season, but, but it truly is about the journey and um, you know, it's hard, but still it's, absolutely amazing and thank you anna for your humor and your generosity tonight we and, really appreciate and just it. remember all of the pain that may come to you in the holidays pain plus time is comedy <laughs> <laughs> and look well, math we've never had math in any academy before <laughs> so thank you awesome. for having me this was a lot of fun you guys great and, and, and but well just remember um if you have a winner send us your address so that we can organize that. And once again, thank you guys. Yeah. Send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com. Don't post it in the chat. I'm sure everyone here is lovely, but you know, we want to send you gifts. So yep. yes. All right. Thanks so much, you guys. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy Bye. holidays. Why I know well. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.